Hi everyone, this is Neha Sampat. I am the CEO of Built.io and I'm here listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. Uh, this is the podcast that brings you the best guests from around the world, so it helps you in your app entrepreneurial journey wherever you are and whatever stage you're at. Uh, I have an absolutely fascinating guest because he is uh, the co-founder of App Business Brokers. He is going to help us understand what we need to do to have a, a, a good exit on our app businesses. Uh, this is his job. This is his uh, business. It's all about uh, providing app entrepreneurs with uh, good exits and uh, the ability to buy and sell businesses. So let me introduce uh, Eric Owens. As I say, he's the co-founder of appbusinessbrokers.com and you can just go to that website, check it out. I'll put all the links in the show notes. Uh, Eric, uh, it's a warm welcome to you on the App Guy podcast. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. I'm glad uh, you're doing this for people. It's very cool. Yeah, well, Eric, you're episode 271. I've had a, a long journey with this. Now, I am going to confess something to you right now, which is uh, probably about three years ago, I took some money from uh, the Saudis. They asked me to build a platform. I had this m amazing idea of building a, an app business brokerage. Uh, I kind of was looking at Flipper.com and thinking they need more app-related businesses on there. And uh, it lasted about two months, and I, I just kind of fizzled out. It was a failure. <laughs> and then I've just been on your site, and you've got uh, app businesses that are being like listed at $1.2 million and $2.1 million. And, you know, I really do think people should go and check out your listings. Uh, how comes yours, yours has been really successful and mine was a big whopping failure? <laughs> there was a great question. Could have been timing. Um, I do know the, uh, we looked at the flipping model too a little bit. We, uh, I think we just originally had a much different approach when we got started doing brokering. So our mentality was probably a little bit different than the, uh, the marketplace type of approach that Flippa has. Um, where with us, we, uh, me and my partner both owned internet businesses over the years, and that's how, how I got started. I actually kind of fell into brokering just by selling off some of my internet businesses to some angel investors and then ended up lining up other deals for them back about 10 years ago, focusing on internet businesses. And then four years ago, we, uh, we started branching out into, uh, into mobile apps. It was pretty early on then where first deal took us a while to find the right buyer because a lot of buyers want stuff that has like at least two years of history, ideally more like three. And at that time, the app store wasn't even that old. So uh, everything was pretty, pretty new. Um, so we just went into an approach of like more traditional brokering type of approach and uh, working as almost like lower level uh, mergers and acquisitions advisor type people. So, Wow. I mean, it's, it's just, I knew it was always going to be something that that would, would be needed because uh, I, mean, I mean, at the time, I think they were kind of giving these crazily low valuations on app portfolios. It was like uh, three times uh, uh, future earnings, for, I mean, possibly over just three, three months. So which means that you could buy a business for three months uh, profit, you know, and uh, how have you seen the valuations change over the years? Yeah, they have definitely fluctuated. Uh, I think probably a big part of that has just been different uh, buyers coming and going in the market. Uh, of course, everyone back a couple years ago, you know, got into app stuff where like they would ideally like to roll the dice and get lucky and, you know, get like an Instagram type deal done. Uh, but for most entrepreneurs, that doesn't happen, unfortunately. So um, 
But I think we've seen the valuations go from anywhere. We've gotten some deals done as low as like one times yearly revenue type numbers up to a couple in the ballpark of like 24 times where uh, someone just really wanted the technology or the user base. Um, these days, at any given time lately, it seems like a lot of the valuations end up being in the ballpark of like two to two to two and a half times yearly revenue type numbers in general. And it can definitely vary quite a bit. Um, I think we've seen like most markets where as it gets more sophisticated is people need to have like something, some aspect of their business that's good and viable, whether it's the cash flow and the downloads or at least one of those legs that they can, a new owner can take and do something with for sure. So, so I'm going to ask the apps to tribe listeners to do a little bit of maths now. So if you're uh, you know listening to this and you have an app, even if it's only three months old and you are uh, generating some revenue from it, then I guess what you do is you project that over the year, figure out your uh, annual earnings. And then these are the numbers we're talking about, isn't it? The, uh, the the uh, times uh, future revenue, uh, and so you were saying two times to uh, in some lucky cases twenty four times is, is yeah. I mean, do do you feel like it, what sort of track record do you feel it, an app business needs to have any justifiable uh, chance of selling? We've gotten some done with as little as around six months of history. Um, usually, it seems to be in the ballpark of we get our best deals done. Best deals done, sorry, where it's been somewhere around something that has one to two years of history behind it. Um, they just it opens up a lot more doors for different types of buyers to to look at it and uh, you know, be be comfortable taking on the risk uh, that things are going to at least maintain at some baseline level. That's what a lot of buyers will look at the uh, when it comes to revenue stuff more the the consistency of revenue versus the uh, the spikes. That's one thing with apps. Lots of times they'll spike up and come down. So if someone's able to get an app business going and keep it relatively stable, then it stands out quite a bit from most of the other apps out there. So Eric, this is a bit bizarre, but I do think that uh, there will be listeners now who are listening to this who are working. Uh, may think about uh, you know going out on their own. One possibility. So for for example, let's take me four or five years ago. I left my corporate job. I had about a hundred thousand dollars of a payout. I had you know this big big whopping chunk of uh, money, and I, I kind of messed up. I, I'm obviously I'm confessing all my failures here, <laughs> and I, I ended up uh, by uh, investing in a bricks and mortar business. But I, I could have put that. Say so, so that was to, you know happening to me now. I could put that into an app business. Uh, would do you think for a hundred thousand dollars I could buy a a good uh, revenue revenue generating uh, profitable app business that would uh, you know feed me and the family? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you definitely could. Uh, you'd be able to get something at least probably bringing in the ballpark of like fifty thousand dollars a year in revenue. Sometimes. Sellers will sell for a little bit less too if they're they're motivated for some reason. So sometimes can get uh, get good deals more in the the one to one and a half yearly times ballpark. Um, but yeah, definitely in general you could get something bringing in probably at least around fifty grand a year with that, and then you know, be able to make some tweaks to it and grow it. Um, that's one thing with apps. There's usually a lot of low hanging fruit on the table with most of these apps or portfolios where the current owners get them going and then they sometimes get a little bit lazy and just stick with one one marketing or one monetization approach there's usually multiple things that can be done to improve them for sure yeah you must get a lot of different buyers i'm interested in the buyer side as well because i can imagine uh, that the people that are buying these uh app businesses are i mean they obviously are you know, at different stages of their lives and they have different uh objectives but would it be fair to say that we're seeing almost like this um 
growing uh, aging generation, especially in the US, and no one seems to trust the stock market anymore and they want to put their money elsewhere. And so uh, they're dabbling in online businesses and, and buying app portfolios. Is that right? Are you seeing a lot of buyers who are taking some of their p- potential pension fund money and using it to buy app businesses? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we see that that's definitely the, the a big group of our buyer base for sure. Just individuals that want app businesses or internet businesses. Lots of times from the lifestyle perspective, you know, in the good lifestyle cash flow business where you can literally travel anywhere around the world uh, and be able to do it and have it bring in relatively stable, consistent cash flow compared to other investments these days. Uh, we've had a lot of people the same thing, like pulling money out of the stock market or real estate or. Um, yeah, those kind of things just because they, so they can put into a business where they have more control over what happens to that investment versus. Hey, Eric, I was wondering, a lot of people are interested in the stories behind some of these things. I mean, clearly, you know, if we were to believe uh, TechCrunch and Mashable and all these uh, other tech, tech press, uh, then, you know, it's pretty much full of uh, teenager builds an app, sells the, it to Yahoo or Google for you know 30 million and uh, goes sailing around the world. Uh, well, I wondered, you know, I'd like to give a, a kind of dose of reality to anyone listening to this. And is it, a, um, is it likely that you're, you're going to get a big hit? I mean, have you seen a lot of big hits come through and have you sold big hits? How likely is that? Yeah, it's definitely not likely these days. Uh, it seems to be definitely part timing, and then if there, you do come up with some like product app, you know, app idea that's you know, a good product for a certain market, um, you, you can definitely stack the odds in your favor. But in general, it seems like it doesn't happen. Like unfortunately, we uh, we talked to one husband and wife team a while back where they'd invested, I think, one hundred fifty thousand dollars into a game and made back maybe twenty thousand, where like they just didn't really have a product that the market wanted and then didn't have much marketing behind it. So uh, in general, a lot of the clients we do see, they do tend to be younger in general, not all of them, but some do tend to be younger kids. We, we've we got, I think, some of our best, like most rewarding efforts from like there was one, uh, one young client where we helped him sell his app business for, it wasn't multiple millions, but it was about 300000 and And uh, he used that money to his investment for uh, a totally like different technology thing that he was doing uh, related to just the automotive industry. That that next thing might probably will make him multiple millions of dollars. So I guess it's just the, the art of being in the game and and, and figuring it all all out and uh, and learning how to exit and and start again. But yep. um, I'd, I'd love. I mean. You've obviously got a lot of stuff going on with, uh, you know, the buyers and sellers. I wondered if you could try and think back to a really interesting app story, you know, like like the guy you just said, and we can walk through that because I think that's so inspirational to hear the stories behind the, the stuff that you uh, have going on on your website. So, are you able to talk about any, uh, you know, and give us a story on? Yeah, one one we can talk about publicly for sure, and then I can give me a couple examples where they just you know, we're still under like they don't want to buyers and sellers don't want to know with the with the apps and stuff. But the one public one we can talk about is one of our um, actually our first app client, a uh, guy named Chad Moretta, who now has a uh, a best selling book and training course teaching other people how to do app stuff. Where uh, Chad was our first app client back, he was probably one four years ago now, and. Uh, he approached me, wanted to sell an app business. It was doing at the time, I think, in the ballpark of thirty to fifty thousand dollars a month, month, which great numbers for a uh, nice cash flow business for a young entrepreneur. 
I, I was actually against listing it just because the apps didn't have much history behind them and thought I'd take it. I thought we wouldn't be able to find a buyer for it, but uh, I'm glad, uh, glad she had persuaded me and I'm glad I took the risk of uh, putting some time into it because once we, we got one deal done for him and then sold two of his other app businesses and, you know, total, like, like end up being multiple seven figure type numbers. And uh, that helped launch us into doing the app brokering stuff more full time and launched him into a career. Now he does training and speaking and uh, and also invests in other people's app businesses and things like that. So Wow, that, that is great. So there's a, young, there's a young guy, an entrepreneur, and four years ago he came to you and uh, he listed his uh, app on, on, and you sold it for him. And, and that was your big hit. Uh, and then you were able to use that as a platform to go and, and, and really grow into the app uh, brokering business. Uh, and then he, uh, we're going to have to get him on the show. <laughs> Do you still know him? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was saying that. I'm like, that's a great idea. Definitely have to get you out on here. Yeah, we'll get his side of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, uh, app business brokers, they ripped me off. The commission was too high. <laughs> um <laughs> Eric, there's two things we need to do before we say goodbye to you. One is that we uh, are always on the hunt for uh, new ideas and, uh, you know, like kind of themes or trends. Uh, and I wondered if, you know, with all the activity that you see going on, uh, are you able to pull out anything where, which kind of could guide us towards the potentially, you know, the, the hot stuff for 2015 to 16, 17? You know, the, what, what predictions do you have for, for, for particular niches on the, on the App Store? Yeah, the niche part that we've seen where they're not like, you know, super hot or sexy, but uh, the ones that where we get a lot of buyer demand and not a lot of people necessarily looking to sell right now, uh, or just not a lot of stuff available out there, like utility type apps, uh, productivity type things. We have one productivity one listed right now, but uh, it's been a while since we've had one. Uh, And then other like... they might not even be on the app store per se, but if someone has the ability to develop more enterprise style apps where it's going to provide some more, almost like a software solution for a business that just happens to be delivered as an app, um, a lot of demand for those where there's different types of businesses looking to buy those those type of apps and there's not a lot out there to sell. So there's definitely some good, uh, good demand for those kind of things. Um, yeah, Eric, that does happen to come completely coincidentally to uh, a theme that I've had on with past guests who were saying that you just got to look out for anywhere in industry where, you know, there are still businesses using spreadsheets, pen and paper, you know, really old fashioned kind of stuff to keep track on the various uh, logistics in the company and uh, and introduce uh uh, you know the, the apps either it's location based or whatever the features are that can really uh, you know make a difference uh, and then create those as enterprise apps yes definitely a huge opportunity for that for people right now yeah okay you've given some uh, some real food for thought then to anyone listening to this who wants to go and try it out cool and then uh, games i think games will always be popular both in terms of you know the actual users of course but then when you when it comes to selling them uh definitely uh works out well i think the important thing with those is it takes a little bit of uh, active effort on the the monetization side of things like always tweaking and testing to see what different monetization is going to work if you're pursuing like the free game type of approach so yeah get games i mean it's obviously a very fiercely competitive environment and we've had some uh, app entrepreneurs on this show who have 
you know, always like so, some have really struggled after years of development to, to get much traction with their game. Uh, do you feel like you need a, a big marketing budget now to get any kind of traction and, and discovery of your app, your game? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really, when it comes down to it, that, that is absolutely the case. Uh, some people can do really well with you know, app store optimization and stuff like that, but it's definitely you can stack the odds in your favor by making sure that you have some marketing budget to, uh, to be able to kickstart things. And then uh, be able to keep it going too once it's up and rolling. So. Uh, actually, Eric, I was thinking, uh, you know, in your position, you must have like access to all the stuff that's working. It must be great, you know, to, to just kind of see all behind the scenes uh, of what actually is going across across your your platform and your listings. Yes, uh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, well, this is a show about apps. How can we possibly say goodbye to you without asking you for, uh, you know, one or two of your favorite apps, maybe apps that you feel that we possibly haven't come across before. So I wondered if you can pick up your phone and have a look and scroll through and see if there's uh, some beautiful gems on there that you think we should learn about. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a great question. Uh I do know for uh, for iOS, there's one uh, that uh, for entrepreneurs and people that do use their phone a lot. Uh, it's called uh, Launch Center Pro, so that one uh, can use to help automate a lot of different things. So uh, that one, and then I actually I use multiple devices. We have to have Android devices too, just to be able to uh, do stuff cross platforms. Uh, I'd say on that, boy, that's a uh, that's a good question on different uh, different utility or different apps in general that uh, that are used. You've probably got a ton of apps that uh, you're testing out from the listings on your your site, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but yeah, in general, Launch Center Pro that one's definitely a great one for uh, for people to to use, be able to be more productive with. Uh, uh, I'll put. Um, I tell you what, I've just started doing this new thing, and uh, it's to get people to my website. So we're going to have a mystery <laughs> app, yeah. So uh, oh, yeah, cool. yeah, where, where uh, I'll talk to you afterwards, maybe, and we can get um, your other pick, and I'll just put it on the show sure. notes. Yeah. So Perfect. Uh, if if anyone's listening, to go to uh, theappguy.co and and search our episode two seven one with Eric Owens, and uh, you'll find then uh, the there was another app on the. On the um, he was going to give us but well, you'll have to go to the website for that so only happened in my last episode I, th- I figured that was a pretty good strategy to get people to the website uh great eric this has been very inspirational i have to say uh, do you feel like we covered everything about the app business brokerage that you wanted to talk about yeah definitely yeah this was great i appreciate you having me on yeah how best can we reach out and connect with you what's the best way of getting in touch Oh yeah, usually through our website, so just appbusinessbrokers.com, and then uh, then I'm there. There's a few different ways for buyers or sellers to get a hold of us. Yeah, and so anyone who is uh, potentially looking to buy or to sell who's listening to this should go to check out appbusinessbrokers.com, and uh, certainly even if you're just interested in the, you know the, some of the figures on there, it's just wonderful browsing through. Um, but I think it's important to remember to also. It, don't look at that and get envious about what people have done, you know, because I looked at the homepage and already there's like a, this crazy list figure of 2.1 million, I think, for some kids app business. Right. <laughs> uh, and you feel it is quite dis- despondent, isn't it? Is, you know, a lot of listeners who are really struggling to to make it on the app store and see all those, uh, you know, figures and the profitability. So uh, don't get too despondent if you're going to do that. <laughs> That's right. Definitely. 
Thanks, Eric, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. All the best with uh, our business brokers and uh, what you've got going on there. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate it.